Thanks for taking the time to listen to this Electronic Staff Record podcast, brought to you by NHS Business Services Authority and NHS Employers. Hello, my name is Dave Bromelow and I am the ESR Functional Advisor for the North West. Today I'm at the North West Workforce Streamlining celebrating success events with a number of key regional and national stakeholders who are all keen to learn from streamlining programme in the North West and in particular hear about the success they have had to network with peers. There's so much duplication, variation in the way that we recruit and induct people that there's plenty more in HR practices that we can go on. We need to make sure we maximise ESR. It is the fundamental system that has all of our information on employee details. While we're celebrating the end of the programme, this is only the beginning and I'm looking forward to working with you all as we drive forward those efficiencies, drive forward that production and ensuring we've got the best staff in the North West delivering for the patients, which is the most important thing. So thank you very much. The event marks the formal end of the three-year streamlining programme arrangements in the North West and I've found some time away from the packed agenda to speak to some of the key contributors from the day. I have with me Andrea Anderson, Director of the Corporate Services and Transition at Greater Manchester Shared Services, Emma Turner, Streamlining Programme Manager for the North West, and Mike Winstanley, Senior ESR Account Manager for the North of England. Thanks everyone for joining me. In this podcast, the panellists will discuss how ESR and the Streamlining Programme in the North West have worked together to help deliver on the aims and objectives of the Streamlining Programme to help enhance the functionality for all ESR users. Firstly, Andrea, from your perspective, why is streamlining and maximising the use of ESR so important? So streamlining is obviously aimed to support an agile workforce and enabling people to move um, easily from trust to trust and employer to employer and to be able to access new careers when they want in a timely fashion. The move in the NHS is very much towards having place-based care, um, integrated care and enabling that move between organisations. So streamlining is all about uh, maximising the ability for people to move across those organisational boundaries and having kind of key HR systems and processes that are much more efficient uh, and transparent and can enable that change to happen. But imagine like in the NHS uh, that you have some kind of one source of all employee information and competencies, skills, employee details. We've actually already got that and it's called ESR and we should maximise that to its potential. Having accurate, timely people information from ESR means that managers can make powerful people decisions in a timely fashion. They have readily available sickness data that's practically live now. It's real-time information so they can make resource decisions really quickly and can be assured of people's training competencies and that they're all up to date. So I would say that uh, ESR, linked with the work that streamlining has been doing, has had a powerful impact on um, the systems and the processes we now have today which are much improved. Emma, what were the objectives for streamlining and how did streamlining work with the Electronic Staff Programme team regionally? 
Well, I'm really pleased to hear everything Andrea's just said because that is exactly what we set out to do. We set out to make things smoother for NHS staff that were moving about the system, specifically trying to reduce the time it takes to hire them, uh, but also the duplication and the waste that's involved in that process because everybody repeats things unnecessarily. And the whole basis of all of this was to improve the employee experience as they move around the system. Uh, so I'm really pleased to hear that Andrea is talking about that being our current state because that's three years ago what we set out to do. Um, we've had a long history of partnership working with ESR, in particular Mike, uh, in the North West. The predecessor programme was working on the core skills framework before we widened things out with streamlining and I know that the CSTF competencies come about and we're in ESR because of that partnership working. We then built on that uh, by continuing to work together towards those same aims. Mike, why do you think close working relationships with the streamlining programme has been so important? I think we've just heard from Emma that actually trying to achieve the same aims and goals are really important from a strategic perspective, from a, a streamlining programme, but also from ESR as well, because ESR is the one system that we all have in common uh, within the NHS. So ensuring that we're all working as much as we can do in the same way to deliver on what we need to deliver is really, really important. And the fact that we've been involved on the Northwest Programme Board right from the beginning, I think we've been able to see the importance of that relationship, that I've been able to keep the Programme Board up to date with the latest enhancements and developments within the system, but also we've been able to receive feedback from users to say what they want to see in order to be able to make those aims and objectives of the streamlining programme become deliverables. And because ESR is um, user-driven, that has been really, really important as part of this process. Emma, how did you go about the approach to getting enhancements through ESR via the streamlining programme? Okay, so when we first developed the programme, uh, we had a process whereby if people in our workshops had a particular enhancement in mind, they raised an SR. They did that as an individual and to try and put weight behind that we had a process of then trying to get all the other individuals in that group to raise the same SR to give it further impact. So midway through the programme we were able to really relook at how we did that and the North West proposed um, a national workshop and a national way of, look at, way of looking at this, partly based on feedback from the ESR team that said what my region was proposing was sometimes different and contradictory in some cases to what other regions were. So what we did was we put out online opportunity for everybody to have their say on how they thought it could be improved. But then we also brought people together into a, a regional first to test things out uh, and then a national network to really have those conversations across the table about is that the right way versus that way. From that we produced a requirements report that laid out everything that we were requesting and prioritised them and then ESR were able to think about that in the whole um, and to come back and let us, let us know what they supported, why they supported it, if they didn't support something, why they didn't support it. But also it prompted ESR to think differently themselves about the IAT functionality as well as the little bits of information that it does transfer. Uh, so I think on the whole it was a really, really different way but a good collaborative way to look at enhancements and to work together as a programme team and a national team. Thank you. And it just sounds like there was a real collaborative approach there. Um, between yourselves and a number of partnerships built. Mike, could you explain how ESR responded to the challenge and briefly what some of the enhancements were? The actual strong working relationship that we, we mentioned previously I think was key to the success 
of this particular initiative and actually to bring everyone together in one room, starting by the Northwest to get those ideas, to get the things on the table, really then meant that when we got to the national workshop that we had, we could then actually start to put the flesh on the bones in terms of what we really wanted to see as the enhancements to that IAT process. So being able to work through those with um, ESR colleagues and streamlining colleagues and users from across the country as well. So we were really bringing the talent together to really look at how we could improve this process. So that was particularly important and as Emma's already referenced, the fact that we were then able to uh, put forward the proposals to our ESR colleagues and we could look at what was out of scope, what was achievable and what we needed some more information on. And that support given to the streamlining programme also coincided with another, uh, other enhancements and improvements to ESR, including the portal development. The experience for employees, managers and core users has been transformed with the introduction of the portal. And in addition to that, we've had automatic internet enablement, giving employees and applicants remote access to ESR without needing first to register on a secure connection. And I think that's been a real boost to, uh, to applicants and employees across the NHS. Emma, what has the response been from the users to the enhancements and how has this made a difference to the organisations and the individuals connected to ESR? I think we've had a great response. There's been quite a few enhancements that have already come out and been released in the system. I'd say the flag for the employee record has been one of the really important things for um, the factual references. There were people that just didn't want to use factual references because they felt they needed to check every single one that came through and actually that created an administrative burden on the recruitment function that they just couldn't absorb. And that flag has been really influential in helping people to feel that they can now use it. I think the other one would be the um, colour coding and all the things that have been done to the IAT with regards to the stat and man competencies. So when we very first started this programme and had people starting to accept competencies, they reported it could take up to an hour to go through the notification that they got, pick out which one were the core skills ones, which one were acceptable to accept, tick them in and accept them into the system. So I think everything that's been done to make it quicker and easier to be able to accept those competencies uh, is really, again, helpful to people being open to spending that time in HR to save the person and the organisation the time needed. Andrea, can you tell me what the benefits you've noticed uh, to the changes promoted by the streamlining and the ESR programme? So we heard today from the benefits realisation team kind of some of the financial estimations of those benefits which totaled for the North West around 2.7 million which is a massive amount of money and I know they're indicative but they do lead us to um, the ability to evidence the efficiencies that have been driven out from these changes to HR processes. We've already talked about a number of key benefits that have been really obvious in terms of reduced time to hire. Vacancies within teams um, can put such pressure on staff um, at the front end in terms of delivering uh, care services. So actually having an HR team that can reduce that time to hire is really key. I would say that one main benefit to the system as well has been the working together by huge provider trusts, smaller trusts, commissioning trusts, specialised trusts, all working together on these mutual goals to improve HR and OD process has been significant. And those relationships will continue, which is really good to see. And those groups will continue and the work of streamlining will continue into the next few years. And that's going to be key because we've achieved so much, but there is still so much more we can do. And we've seen like this start of it now and we need to build on these successes and continue to make streamlining achieve 
all the possibilities we set out. As we draw to a conclusion, I'm now going to ask each one of our guests to summarise how they expect the sustainability and the principles of streamlining and the close working relationship with the ESR programme to be maintained in the future. So if I can call on you, Andrea, first. I'm so pleased to see that certainly in my area in Greater Manchester and the wider North West there are all sustainability plans in place and the groups that uh, currently run the training work stream and the recruitment work stream, all of those groups will form part of the HR project board and that kind of formal governance to make sure that we hold to account all the trusts in delivering uh, the principles and the milestones within streamlining. Occupational health is going to take a slightly different route, uh, that being we're going to radically look at the provision of occupational health across Greater Manchester and do that at system level to provide a much more forward-thinking and modernised um, occupational health service. So that's going to be a really exciting piece of work to look forward to kind of over the next coming years. Thank you Andrea. Emily, if I can draw on your thoughts please. Yeah, so obviously Andrea's already referenced there the sustainability plans that we've been working towards for around six months to make sure that this work continues even after the programme office isn't around. We'll also, of course, still have the website which will be live, although it won't be maintained. The video that's being recorded today, uh, things like this podcast, we've got a series of 20 uh, success stories that will all be available on there. So the model's out there. I think it's for other people now to pick up the mantle and rerun that model because it, as a system, there will always be ways you can improve it. Things change all the time. So um, I think now that we've successfully run the model you can use that on other types of enhancements for ESR. And Mike to, to end with you. From an ESR perspective obviously the ESR programme will continue to engage with all organisations. This will include offering one-to-one -one support for organisations as well as running workshops and webinar sessions as and when appropriate to promote different pieces of functionality and enhancements in the system to ensure people are up to date with the latest developments. The ESR annual statement will also be produced to highlight organisations' current usage, but also on areas where they could implement more functionality as well. The special interest groups in the North West will also continue on a quarterly basis as it will help promote developments and enhancements within the system, but also provide that networking um, opportunities for colleagues to share best practice and understand what's happening within the system as well. And moving forward, we'll also engage with STP areas as well as other regional forums and network meetings to promote ESR and engage with all stakeholders that we need to help deliver the future. Thank you to my three colleagues for a fascinating insight into how the Northwest Streamlining Programme and ESR have worked together over the last three years to deliver the objectives of the projects. Thank you for listening. You can find out more information about the Streamlining Programme by visiting nhsemployers.org forward slash streamlining and more about ESR by visiting discover.esr.nhs.uk.